0: Hey guys, today on The Brewery Show, we are here in St. Albans, Vermont, to check out 14th Star Brewing Company right behind me and uh, learn about how they got started and what they're working on today. So let's go find out on The Brewery Show.
1: My name's Steve Gagne uh, and I'm the founder of 14 Star Brewing. 14 Star Brewing started kind of as a a daydream in in eastern Afghanistan and thinking about the day when I could retire from the army and what I wanted to do. So my buddy Matt and I, we drew up a quick business plan in the back of one of our notebooks with completely made up numbers because we had no access to the internet out there and uh, mostly as a mental exercise. And then when we came home after about 10 months of continuing to talk about it, my wife said, do it or shut up because I'm tired of listening to it. So we started uh, in a little 1,200 square foot space not too far from here. And uh, and about a year into it, we realized that we were outgrowing that space. And so we started looking for a bigger space. And so four years later, we're here.
2: My name is Andrea Gane, and I'm the CEO of 14 Star. A lot of people know that that the founder is my brother. Um, When he came back from Afghanistan, and he started talking about starting a brewery, we talked a lot about it. I don't know if he remembers those conversations, but I do. I had been working for a pharmaceutical company for a number of years, um, and was at a point in my life where I really needed a change. It was a, it was a struggle to go to work and do the same thing every day, every day, every day. Um, and about the time that they were looking to expand from the small brewery to here. And at first I was actually working with them to try and help them define what a good GM would be for this place. Uh, secretly hoping that they would ask me to be a part of it, but not wanting to put my brother in that position to, to have to say, you know, I love you, sis, but forget about it. And it was actually a friend of his that, he, he was having a conversation one night and said, "Boy, well, I wish we could find someone like my sister to run the brewery. And his friend said, well, have you asked your sister?
3: So I'm uh, Dan Sartwell. I'm the brewmaster of 14 Star. Um, I do some of the brewing still, and uh, a lot of the ingredient sourcing, recipe formulation, um, that type of thing. I got into beer because I found out you could. A friend of mine started home brewing and I, I mean I was 21 at the time, not drinking anything craft, that I, I didn't really know about craft beer at all. Um, Said so he started home brewing, I was like, oh cool, that might be as good as my Labat Blue. Went to the home brew store, picked up the hops, malt and everything. I, they had me try a hop pellet, which was, you know that, that really sunk in what hops were for me, for sure, even though I couldn't taste anything else the rest of the day. brewed like two or three extract batches, then built a mash tun, started brewing uh, all grain, and then
0: never looked back, literally been brewing ever since. My name is Prescott Stanton. I'm the head brewer at, here at 14 Star. I got involved in, in brewing. Um, my best friend actually introduced me to home brewing, um, and I just kind of got bit by the bug and fell down that, that deep, deep rabbit hole.
1: When we were looking at naming the brewery, we wanted something that was uniquely Vermont, um, but not kind of on-the-nose Vermont. So 14 Star actually stems from a television show. It was part of the news back when I was a child, and it was uh, Marcellus Parsons, who was a local newscaster, did a series on every town in the state of Vermont, and it was called First Republic 14 Star, and so our logo stems from the Betsy Ross flag. In 1791, when we became a state, we didn't get our own star on the flag, even though we were officially a state. And that kind of upset Vermonters because we felt slighted, and Vermonters are kind of a proud people. And so, Vermonters would sow a large star to the center of the Betsy Ross flag. Only a couple of those original 14 star flags still exist. Uh, when Kentucky became a state in 1795, we went from a 13 star flag officially to a 15 star flag, and we kind of skipped that whole thing. So we still fly it here, um, you know, to show off our Vermont pride. But that's where it came from, to honor our home state. The business plan was going to take us to a pub type setting, probably a seven or a ten barrel system. At the end of that five years, that was about when we were looking to retire, and four years into after we got our license, we're kind of off the map with that, so we're charting new territory. So this year, we actually just rewrote a new strategic plan. The goal of maybe one day opening a pub with a ten barrel system, well now we have a 3,000 square foot pub that we can fit 200 people in with a with a 30 barrel (laughs) brew house, so it was close enough, I guess. We've been working with Ironheart Canning for the last two years to put our beer into cans and get it on the shelves uh, around the state and in the greater Boston area. Um, That's gone so well that we've actually outgrown their service, but uh, shout out to Ironheart Canning if anyone out there needs a canning service. Good people. We got to the point where we could get our own canning line, and so we contacted Wild Goose Canning. Um, Fantastic canning system. It's an eight-head filler and so we'll do about four cases a minute out of there, um, which is great. A lot of our beers are geared towards the military, so Valor Ale, which is our flagship, it's a hoppy amber ale, um, and proceeds from Valor go to supporting Purple Hearts Reunited. That was
3: their, basically their flagship, that was their original beer, it's been changed a lot since I joined on. I started making a few tweaks um, here and there at the beginning and now it's a, I wouldn't say completely different beer, but it's uh, much more refined now.
1: Purple Hearts United is uh, a good friend of mine's foundation. He was wounded in Afghanistan while we were there in 2010. He found that a lot of Purple Hearts and other Medals of Valor have been sold into collections and people trade them like baseball cards. And so he buys them out of collection and pawn shops and returns them to the veterans who who earned them, you know, literally through blood on the battlefield, and uh, was doing it out of his own pocket for a long time. And when we found that out, we said, you know, there's something that we can do to help. And so we take a portion of all of our Valor sales and donate it to help uh, Zach continue. PurpleArtsReunited.org, by the way. A lot of people wonder where the name Tribute came from, and I can't tell you the the real uh, origin of it. Tribute, uh, in a sense, is really about honoring all those who came before us, and then. And a lot of the buddies that I can't sit down and have a beer with now, it being our most popular beer, it really is, the fact that I'm able to take a dream from over there and do it here, it really is kind of a tribute to them. And so that veteran slant uh, will continue to some of our newest beers coming out. We have uh, B72, which is our newest double IPA coming out. So very much in the, in the Vermont style. I know people are saying New England style. It's really a Vermont style double IPA. Um, and so it's out on draft in Vermont right now, uh, but we'll be canning that next year.
3: A lot of times we do like historical brews or try to use either traditional ingredients or local ingredients, things like that. What I like to do is like, if we're making a pumpkin beer, I don't want it to taste like pumpkins. I want to bring like a pumpkin pie flavor in the glass. Or like if we're brewing, we did uh, one for a couple years called the Raider, which here in town was the uh, the St. Albans Raid. Um, so we brewed a, a beer that would have been brewed around that time. So uh, try to make that, it was almost like a gingerbread cookie. I had a lot of molasses and a lot of so try, to, but try to put yourself in that time period of the brew and see like what kind of things would be available. So try to make sometimes make the d- brew day a little harder, trying to do some things a little more traditionally than what we, what we're able to do now with the, the more fancy equipment and stuff.
0: Our house yeast is pretty pretty tame. We use US05. Um, it's pretty pretty clean fermenting yeast. Uh, it it does right by us. Uh, you can get a lot of a lot of use out of it. It Has really high tolerance, so um, it's pretty pretty sturdy. So I try to balance everything really
3: well. So even if we have a beer that's 65, 75, 80 IBUs, the sweetness from the malt is also elevated a little bit, where it's gonna balance it really well. The perceived bitterness of most of our beers is actually very similar.
0: If all the flavors and if all the ingredients aren't aren't playing in harmony with each other, then something just doesn't hit for me. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I like a like a good hop bomb once in a while, and I like something that's really malt forward. Definitely balance is key for me. Um, as far as a, a, what my brewing philosophy is, is, I like to use a lot of local ingredients. If there's there's something that I can find locally and put that in the beer that's gonna make the beer better, I'm I'm all about that.
1: Some of our favorite beers that that we produce we only release in the pub. Um, We do a salted caramel brown. Uh, My daughter and I make the caramel right on the stove at home and we bring it in and I make like a 12 uh, 12 pound batch and by the time it comes in it's like seven and a half pounds. (laughs) And uh, we do a toasted coconut uh, wheat beer or excuse me, it's a toasted coconut and mango wheat beer. We call it Paradise Found. And uh, a lot of great coconut on the nose and it's got kind of a sweet uh, wheat beer uh, finish. It's, it's delightful. But my daughter and I, on our big walk at the house, we toast uh, 12 pounds of coconut, which is, which is awesome. And our house smells amazing for a couple days. We do our Goza and a Berliner Weiss here as well. Uh, they're only for in-house, so. Uh, we generally have about 15 beers on tap and we tend to distribute four or five at any one time.
3: I actually really like our Vermonter Weiss. It's a Berliner Weiss style. Sour with uh, local Green Mountain Greek yogurt. Um, we used to do it with a straight lactobacillus strain, but that cost about $100 per pitch. This is like $3 per pitch, and it's, all, it's about six different strains of lactobacillus, so it gives a more complex character as well, but it creates a really, really nice tart uh, finish to it. Uh, we do that with 50% wheat, so it's a really long brew day that takes forever to, to run off the wort. Um, so it's 50% wheat, it gives almost like a sour bread dough character to it. So only it's only about 3.5% alcohol, very drinkable, very tasty. Uh, you can have a couple of them and still feel all right. So
0: Coffee IPA would be my favorite beer here, um, partly because that's the recipe that Dan and I really, really worked on for a long time. We really like. From concept to finish, uh, we, we really worked up that and did a lot of, a lot of tasting. Um, it was a good collaboration with our coffee supplier. He selected a really great bean for us that just really played really, really nicely with our hops. Really tasty beer. It's unsuspected. Like you wouldn't guess that there was coffee in it. The color is just—it's a gorgeous orange color. it's, it's great.
3: such an open community. I mean I've got friends uh, all throughout the industry from the head brewers brewmasters for people in the um, sales industry and everything like just being able to connect with everybody. Good friends with the guys down at Hermit Thrush Brewery down in Brattleboro that's literally the furthest you can be away from each other in Vermont and still only three and a half hours like we can you know every time I'm down there hang out they they're doing completely different types of beers so it's cool picking their brain about their process and what they do Um, and just sharing information, sharing uh, ideas about uh, making your process better, because in Vermont, it's not about just our beer, it's about all Vermont beer. Because when people come to Vermont, there's so many breweries to choose from now, um, and we want people to have a good experience with whichever choice they make. So making sure that every Vermont brewer has uh, uh, is making good beer. And when they're not, you gotta tell them so, or, or tell them what they can change to make sure that they are,
1: you know, making good beers. I'm inspired by all the fantastic beer that I get exposed to. So on this side it's amazing to see where the industry's gone in just the last five years. We were Vermont's 22nd brewery and so since Vermont Pum Brewery started a couple decades ago we only had 23 breweries and we've since in the last four years more than doubled that. It's interesting to see that the market and the environment is changing quite a bit, but there's still a great camaraderie amongst brewers. Uh, my birthday was the other day and I had some fantastic beers that were, that were given to us by the brewers for my birthday, which was very cool. Uh, a lot of them are doing some really amazing, interesting beers. Brian Eckert at Four Quarters is doing some stuff that's, that's just off the hook. I'm inspired by what they're bringing to the table and it really helps us up our game.
2: The one thing that I am so that I was so surprised about, but I'm so grateful for, is how collaborative the craft beer industry in the state of Vermont is. Um, you don't normally discuss with other pharmaceutical companies what things you have going on. Uh, the craft beer industry is so completely different than that. You know, if there's something that we liked from somebody else's beer that maybe we wanna try here, you can call them and ask them, and they share that information. Um, when we go outside to other events or to restaurants and bars, we don't usually drink our own beer. We like to drink everybody else's to see what, what they're coming up with and what they've done. And the fact that everybody bands together to create this Vermont craft beer brand is just phenomenal. It's nothing I've ever seen in any other industry before.
0: I came from an industry that was really kind of cutthroat and I didn't really care for that. And I'd go. I went to a beer festival. that was it was an anniversary beer festival, and these guys had invited all of their competitors there to share in their customer base, their clients, right? And I thought that was really cool. Where this this brewery, who had a captive audience, they could have just said, "Oh, hey, come and come and drink our beers, and let's celebrate another year of our business." But instead, they cho- they chose to open it up to their competitors and share that they, they were willing to take their time. And explain things and show things that, I mean, they spend a lot of time figuring out, and they just, you know, willingly share that information. And I think that's really cool that that there's that, that that kind of supportive community.
1: We're not in it to make a ton of money, uh, you know, and everyone thinks that because you own a brewery you make a ton of money. We're able to leverage the success of the brewery to help improve our community. You know, I don't know another brewery that, that donated roughly 8% of total revenue uh, to charitable causes last year. Uh, and, that's, and that's not to brag, that's just, we do this for a reason, and I'll have a military pension the rest of my life. This was the thing that'll keep me off the couch and keep my wife from hating me after I retire.
0: When I first came to Vermont and tasted beer here, I knew that this was a really good place for beer. Like People were making an, amazing beers here. And when I decided it was time for me to go into the brewing industry, why not come to to one of the best places on the planet for, for making beer?
2: We had thought that there would be a specific demographic. At any given time, when you walk into the tap room, you know, you've got 20 somethings sitting next to people in their 70s and 80s. You've got lawyers talking with the local beekeeper, you know, who's Who's talking with um, even a, a retired military officer and on occasion, like a Friday or Saturday night, I'll just sit back and I'll just and I'll just watch. And everybody's just having such a great time. This really is such a cool place to be. I mean, and it the industry is such a just a cool, chill industry to be a part of.
3: Beer to me is the great unknown. The more and more I learn, it's more like the unknown universe. It's just never-ending and there's just a it's awesome.
2: I like to tell people we make great beer, but that's what we make. We build communities. That's really what we do, and that's and that's that's our, our core focus is really being able to use our beer as a vehicle to support those in our community that need our help.
1: From the students that I teach to the people that I work with, um, and and the other brewers that I that I drink their beer, it's uh, it's really kind of a an inspired life, and then I'm super super happy to to be in this position.
0: Well, that about does it here at 14 Star Brewing in St. Albans, Vermont. Thanks for checking out the episode and you're gonna wanna check them out on their website or on Facebook. And of course, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube so you can get more breweries like this because these are doing great things for the community. And uh, thanks again for checking out the episode. We'll see you at the next brewery, cheers.